everyone! Welcome back to Nice People Are Nice. I'm here with Christina, and today we are going to be talking about self-confidence and, you know, how that's changed throughout our lives, how we have, like, tried to get over things that we feel self-conscious about, and all of that fun stuff. So, Christina, you kind of had the idea for this episode, so do you want to take the lead? Right, right. So I just was thinking about this because this is something that I continue to struggle with even as an adult. And I just think it's like a very real topic that everybody can relate to because no matter how confident you are, how sure of yourself you are, there's always going to be a time or a moment where you just aren't having some self-confidence or self-esteem. And uh, I just think everybody can relate to this. So I guess we could start with uh, basically how I struggle day to day. Um, So I do have anxiety and depression, which contributes to my lack of self-esteem sometimes. So, I mean, that's sort of deep, but I feel like not enough people talk about mental health. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important to bring it up. And something I've struggled with my entire life is, self-image and self-esteem and I think sometimes my happiness although it is irrational is connected to (laughs) my looks or my self-confidence or my self-esteem on a certain day I don't know are you that way oh yeah I am totally that way and like I think especially with social media like I mean growing up any like growing up anyways I always compared myself to people like in school who were perceived as like the popular pretty people and then also you know within magazines and it's definitely evolved over time and I would I like to think that I am more like my self-consciousness and self-esteem has grown into other things maybe not necessarily better but it's definitely evolved over time but definitely like I feel the same way like I'll sometimes I'll get on like social media and I'm feeling fine and then I get off feeling like shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, oh, why am I such an uggo? That's <laughs> serious. Why am I poor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, and like not to mention like that was even before like you know all of you know because social media has just turned into like a black hole of shit. I feel yeah. like, and but that was before you know the, I don't know, exponential growth of shit that I felt that way. And so it's, (laughs) it's, I think it's definitely something that everyone can relate to. And I don't know, I mean, you know, my experience is that of like a straight woman, but I feel like women are kind of, you know, we, we've talked about this before. Um, You know, just like when you're raised to like be, or I don't even know how to phrase this. When you are raised thinking that beauty is what you need to attain, it's just like that much more pressure on you. It's like you know it's irrational, but you still try to reach that. Yeah, and society's so fucked up because they're like, oh, you're beautiful on the inside and out. Here's Chrissy (laughs) Teigen eating a Twinkie. And you're like, what? (laughs) But I don't look like that when I eat a Twinkie. Yeah. Like, uh, no, seriously, no. it's a day-to-day struggle to attain the unattainable. Yes. And I feel like um, one of my most, like, 
like favorite quotes is comparison is the thief of joy. And I always have to remind myself of that Mm -hmm. because you end up comparing yourself to people in your life, your friends, your family, your coworkers, strangers on the internet. And I think one of the most unfortunate things, and this is something that is so real to me is like, I will get jealous of people that I like and then I start to dislike them because I'm like jealous and it's like, no, this is fucked up. Like I should be celebrating their achievements. Like I should be celebrating their beauty. You know, I should not be feeling jealous and like I need to one up them. But that is something that I like feel a lot. And I totally agree. It's like definitely the green jealousy monster. Yep coming out and you just feel envy but then you're like I'm a rational being I should just praise them and not compare myself right so hard it is so hard and it's it's really frustrating because I feel like women are constantly pinned against each other in so many scenarios that it just seems like well that's what you should be doing is like you should be comparing yourself to others and trying to be better and it like like you said, go for the unattainable, like, especially when you have, like, reality shows with, like, the most beautiful women that were handpicked, and then they're, like, fight. Just fight with each other. That's what we want mm-hmm. you to do. And it's, it's, like, I mean, we, I think everyone who watches reality shows knows that it's garbage, or, like, you know, there's a, there's some aspect that isn't reality, that it's scripted and all that, but it's just, like, when you have it in your media of, this is what women should do is they shouldn't really celebrate each other. They should just be mad at each other for stupid reasons. Right. I think there's some sort of subconscious level you while watching, I don't know the Kardashians, you were like, yeah, of course I'm not going to have a billion cars and my own clothing line and their lives look fun, but it is highly edited, you know? Yeah. They're putting on a show, and also, you know, half the time when all these people are printed in magazines, they don't even look like that, so. Yeah. That's the thing that I really, like, didn't really understand growing up either, and it sounds so weird, because, like, the, like, it was really funny. When I was really, really little, like, the thing that I was, like, most self-conscious about was, like, the bags under my eyes. Cause I've always had like dark circles under my eyes. And I think it's just something like my sister has them. I have them, you know, it's just something in our family. So it went from that to like when puberty happens, getting stretch marks. Right. And I remember just looking in magazines and like none of the girls had stretch marks and like none of them, you know, showed any signs whatsoever that there was any imperfection. And it wasn't really until like college that I was like, Oh fuck. Photoshop. Like, yeah yeah no I was that as a child as well and you know still Mm -hmm. I hate to admit how long it took me to realize that it's not real yeah but I remember watching like a head and shoulders commercial as a child and like you know I remember she's swinging on a swing near a tree and her hair is so beautiful Mm -hmm. and like just super gorgeous and so I thought okay Obviously, I need to have head and shoulders or... No, it was pert plus, not head and shoulders. Pert plus. And I just 
was so excited because my mom always bought Pert Plus. Mm-hmm. I'm like, obviously my hair is going to look like that. <laughs> I wash my hair every day. And I was so fucking disappointed that I did not have that girl's hair. Right. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? And you do in, like think that you're just wrong. Like, there's nothing right about you. Yeah. You're not skinny enough. You're not, you know... I don't know, thin enough, uh, skinny enough, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough. Yeah. Like, not enough. The other really big thing for me was, because I started having skin issues, like, in middle school, and just, like, little pimples and stuff, and then in high school it got way worse. Like, I had what they called cystic acne. So, like, it was these really, like... I find it fascinating, but when you have it, it's not so fascinating. It's like these large (laughs) lumps that are on your face, and they don't ever, like, come to anything. Like, it doesn't look like a whitehead. It's literally just deep under the skin. And so I would have, like, these big red lumps on my face. And, like, the funniest time was when they were, like, on my eyebrow, because it looked like (laughs) I was, like, cocking my eyebrow all day. But like, I still struggle with acne. Yeah. I'm like a total breakout city right now. Oh my gosh, me too. Especially because like I went to a new birth control, and it's just like it is like unreal where I'm getting acne, and I'm like, where is it going? Prone professional woman. Yes, victimized by my pimples. I know it's horrible. But yeah, it's just, and that was another thing, like, even before I had that severe acne when I was in, like, middle school, just getting little pimples, I would look at magazines and their skin, you don't, they don't even have pores, you know, because they're photoshopped. But it's just like, dang, like, and I remember looking and seeing, like, oh, they don't even have, like, blackheads, like, on their nose, which aren't really blackheads, they're just, like, sebum, you know, like, or not sebum, just, like, your pores they're just like open on your nose and so right. I remember like going to the store and getting those blackhead strips and like <clears throat> and it's like dude you're 13 stop worrying about this stuff it's just it's funny and it's just you know but it makes sense because it's like you make people feel self-conscious and then you present them with a product that will make it better and then they go buy the product it makes sense why people use this media but No, for sure. And I feel like, you know, as white women, like we have a different experience as well, because, Mm -hmm. you know, white women are more represented in media. And then, um, you know, oftentimes it's a certain way hair has to be. So there's products for um, people of color. So their hair can be, quote, white hair. And uh, it's just, you know, you're... It doesn't matter who you are, you're never going to be that person. Exactly. Yeah, and that brings up a really interesting point of, like, representation. And, yeah, like, I remember when Diana, who was my, well, was, roommate. That sounds weird. (laughs) Like, she died. (laughs) (laughs) Diana, who is one of my good friends to this day, we met in college and... Um, she is from Kenya and she went to college in Montana, which is a very, very white state. Very, very white. And I remember that we went to the store because she was struggling because her hair wasn't used to like how dry it is in Montana, like bitter, cold, dry. So she needed help with her hair and she couldn't find like any products at all to help her. And then let alone like we were searching for makeup and she couldn't find like anything, you know? It's, yeah. it's just 
yeah. That's kind of it a tangent, but... And that would affect your self-esteem as well, because mm-hmm. if you're not having representation in the media or representation even in a store where you shop... Yeah. Like, how is that? How would that make you feel? I feel that way as an, you know, an overweight woman. I feel like, you know, I am just this hideous beast who can't find any clothes that fits right because, mm-hmm. you know, they just don't cater to right. people that are my size all the time, especially in a small town in Montana where there's not that selection of clothing. Well, and I think even in larger cities, like, they still struggle with like finding like stores and providing clothes that are above a certain size and clothes that are cute you know right I don't want to look like I'm wearing a circus tent right exactly and it's just very interesting that you know because there's like such a wide variety of people and I don't and like it's funny you go and you see sales and the things that are always left over are like the extra smalls and the smalls so it's like can we do something about this <laughs> right it's like no hate and no shame for the people that are extra small like no homies I wish I was there with you because I would be bargain hunting all the time <laughs> but for real like there's hardly ever any sales uh, for women who are bigger and even men I mean my husband and I have a hard time finding clothes and it's not like we're you know as big as a house but I mean realistically they just don't cater to everybody yeah yeah which I'm really excited that like more and more celebrities are getting into the clothing line business like Melissa McCarthy and Rebel because right they are create you know because they've been through that with the struggle of okay I found this size but it's like ugly as shit and who yeah, wants to wear this bigger people are made the same like right you know, I'm part Native American. I carry all my weight in my belly. Mm-hmm. I don't have boobs or hips or butt. Yeah. <laughs> like, they think every overweight woman or bigger woman, however you want to phrase it, curvy, has big boobs, big butt, <laughs> short legs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we're not all made the same. Yeah. It's nuts. But I've definitely struggled with my weight my whole life, and that has seriously affected my self-esteem. And a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of my issues with weight are from some trauma that happened in my childhood, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is not always easy to discuss. But truthfully, like, I've always kept on weight because it made me feel safe. It kept people away from me. Yeah. But it also made me very vulnerable because people think I'm easier to pick on. And I, you know, got bullied in school because I was a quiet, chunky girl. And, you know, that has always affected me. And I've always, for some reason, tied my self-worth with my weight. That I just feel like I am this hideous beast who, like, does not deserve love or affection And I have struggled with that since, honestly, I was probably four years old. I can remember being that young and, like, just being embarrassed and wanting to hide because I was chunky. Yeah. Well, and it's, I'm just so sad that that has happened to you because, 
like I think the conversation is shifting so much more now towards body positivity and self-love in that category but like we've been watching like that 70s show and there's countless episodes where they make fat jokes so it's right. like it's no surprise that you would feel that way because like in popular culture it's not just seeing those super skinny models on the runway it's in everyday jokes that people make and yeah the comments. person who's fat is always the dork the one who doesn't get a boyfriend or a girlfriend yeah doesn't have a prom date like it's like if you're overweight you can't have a normal life yeah exactly and you don't deserve that I don't know it's that's always been the narrative and I feel like people even online to this day make comments like I, I'm worried about your health and I know like you know what fuck off you're not worried about my health you're just fat shaming me and you think you're perfect like go fly a kite yeah. Like I have people that. actually said things to you about that? I mean, I've had people say comments um, like, oh, if you lost weight, you'd be super attractive. Oh my gosh, can I or just like... fucking slap <laughs> them in the face? <laughs> Jesus. And I think we've discussed this before, like backhanded compliments. Like, yeah. You'd be like a 10 if you lost about 50 pounds and you're like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm a fucking 10 right now, loser. Walk yeah. away. No, oh and it's God. like, I have totally struggled with that my whole life. And I know this conversation is getting pretty deep and pretty real. But I mean, it has affected many aspects of my life, like where it makes me nervous to be in social settings. It makes me nervous to apply for certain jobs because that's real. People yeah. do discriminated against based on their size and they that totally do you know one of my biggest identity issues well and something I think that I was really surprised about so when we moved to Washington I got a part-time job which I eventually quit because it was conflicting with my freelance stuff and then the owner said something really shitty to me um but my manager who I really really liked um she said some weird comments one day like it was, it was just very, like, like sexist towards herself. And it was like, you know, I've always just, you know, I've always been on a strict diet because I knew as I got older, if I let myself go, like, it would not be an easy world for me. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, yeah. and things like, um, yeah, I flirt with the guys, like, I know I'm older than them, but, like, I'll flirt with them because it just makes my life easier when I need favors. And I'm like, what? what? Yeah. That's a little messed up. Just, But it just, like, really struck me. And, like, it seemed like she was kind of hinting at me, like, I keep myself to a strict diet so that, <laughs> okay. And I've had people, I remember as an RA, like, there was a woman that I worked with who was super into fitness and it's like, that's great for you. Yep. And you know, that's wonderful. And I'm totally open to hearing about your joy for <clears throat> fitness, but I don't need you to judge me about, yes. you know, eating my dollar cheeseburger in college while you're eating your fucking quinoa and salmon that you got at the good food store. Like, yeah. Can we just agree, like, I mean, y'all exercise your little butts off, but when anybody talks about 
like their exercise regimen, nobody fucking cares, okay? <laughs> right. Like I'm sure I am guilty of it because I got those endorphins going through my brain. But once you come off that high, you're like, wow, I bored someone to death for two hours. Okay. <laughs> Why? Stop. Like and it's like totally like I respect you, but please don't put me down because I don't live mm-hmm. the way you live. Yes. And I have been through the whole spectrum of working out, like, every day to, oh, I haven't worked out for six months. So, like, I totally get both sides of it. Like, I totally understand why you're, like, so proud and excited because it is a lot of work to put in, you know. But at the same time, when you're guilty, like, making people feel guilty for not living the lifestyle you're living, it makes people feel like shit. It doesn't make anyone feel better. Maybe it makes doesn't you feel better. Doesn't empower me to, like, want to go running with you. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's, like, the very opposite effect, where it's, like, okay, I feel really sad now. I'm going to go watch some Netflix. Uh, yeah. You're into fitness. I'm into fitness whopper right into my gob. <laughs> like, seriously. Can I go on a little bit of a tangent right now? <laughs> yes. Because you said whopper. So, remember Wild Thoughts when that came out with Riri? What was it? Wild Thoughts with Riri. And I'm with you while I get a Wild Thoughts. Wow, wild thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Got it. So it's I was singing. I was singing that, <laughs> and Quentin comes up and he's like, "Wapos, wapos," and I'm like, <laughs> "Wild thoughts," and he's like, "You know, what would be even better is whoppers. When I'm with you, I like it a whoppers, wop wappers. And I was like, "That's brilliant, Quentin." <laughs> so what have you done that sort of helps you? With your self-confidence, self-esteem. You know, I think it's just like it's evolved over time. And I think just getting older and having to worry about different things gives you a different perspective. So I don't know if that's the most helpful thing, but like... No, but I totally agree. Yeah, it's because like it's really hard. I mean, I think talking to people about it was helpful, like talking to my mom and... I mean, the first time I told her I had stretch marks, she's like, I've never had those. And I'm like, you're a liar because I see them right now. Maybe you just don't <laughs> know what they are. Mom. You're not human if you don't have stretch marks. Yeah. Everybody has them. Because everybody yes. grows pretty much. Yeah. And it, it was just cracked, cracked me up. And But I think, like, you know, just talking to people and then, like, it's weird sharing your insecurities. But it's, like, it just kind of helps reinforce, like, everybody has those. Right. And... But yeah, I think it's just like growing up, it, like I'll get zits now and I'm like kind of excited. Like, ooh, I get to pop this motherfucker. <laughs> and then like I can cover it up with makeup. Like I think, like it's funny, but I think with like acne, um, learning like how to properly cover it up so it doesn't like when you're out in public, you're not thinking about all the time has helped me because there's just times when it's like that's bright, that's red. That's all anyone's going to look at, you know? I think that's the part that makes me feel self-conscious about acne is just, like, I want people to focus on, like, me, not the, the bump on my face. So figuring out makeup for that has been, I mean, that's kind of all very physical <laughs> solutions. <laughs> and then I think just, like, I don't think about it as much anymore. Like, now... I have been trying to fill my time with, like, 
being productive. So like working on nice people are nice and working on my personal YouTube channel and working on my art goals and, you know, doing all that hustling to make that money. Um, yeah, I think just like focusing like on my career and like, and my relationships with people, like, you know, I'm really, really bad at connecting with friends from afar. Like, when I visit, we're good, but I think just trying to connect more with friends and, like, nurture relationships and nurture relationships with my family and... Sorry, this is long, but... No, yeah, I think trying to get out of my head and more into the real world is helpful, and, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I feel like I've definitely gotten more and more confident as I've gotten older. And I think like, it's funny because, you know, I'll get like acne or something and I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, yeah, that's like, that's, that's bad. That's gross. That's, you know, that's not the best thing, but it's going to be gone. It's temporary. And then like, I try to focus on things that I'm feeling good about. Like sometimes it's like, oh yeah, you look cute today. But then Sometimes it's like, ooh, I love these shoes I'm wearing and these make me feel strong and confident. Or it's something like, wow, I'm really proud of this episode I worked on today. That was really good. And just trying to think of like the accomplishments you've made and the things that are like out of your body. I don't know. Right, right. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, I agree with the fact that it's changed as I've gotten older. Like, now I'm like, wow, I really wish I was fat as I thought I was 10 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> I had that like, realization as well. Why did I wear sweaters in 90-degree weather? Mm-hmm. I was afraid to wear, like, tank tops. And now I'm like, holy shit, why did I ever not, like, take off my sleeves? Because it is so freeing and cool. Yeah. And, like, who gives a fuck? Like, if you don't like it, don't look at it. I totally agree with that attitude. I think that was the biggest problem for me was like thinking like I was there for other people. And when I realized no one gives a fuck and if they do fuck them, like that was a very liberating realization. Like, you know what? If someone's going to be an asshole right now, let them be an asshole and then we'll move on. Life goes on, you know? Right. Sure. And I think another thing that helped continues to help me is like knowing that it is a journey that I'm never going to reach this hundred percent self-esteem and nor would I ever want to because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you don't want to be too into yourself right and I think knowing that it's a journey and knowing that it's okay to struggle sometimes then celebrating your successes like you said that's something I've always struggled with and I don't know where that comes from I think I've never really allowed myself to celebrate my successes for example graduating from college and putting myself through college I'm like oh I should have picked a harder major or you picked like the hardest major (laughs) (laughs) and like just thinking um you know I accomplished this but it wasn't good enough it's like why am I tearing myself down? Like celebrate your successes, celebrate the journey. Something that my dad always talks to me about is cause I, you know, continue to try and be a healthier individual and lose weight, not just for self image, but for health reasons. Yeah. Uh, just like, you know, appreciating and respecting the process. 
mm-hmm. and not celebrating only when you complete something, but as you work through it. Like today I did this. Yep. Cause so, that's what, like, that's what your goal is made of is those little accomplishments along the way. And if you don't do those, you're not going to get there. So you got to right. celebrate them. And I don't do that enough. So I continue to work on that. And my husband is pretty great because he knows my struggles with self-esteem and, you know, award for him for <laughs> sticking by me and being super yeah. freaking awesome and super supportive because I do struggle. And I know that can sometimes, and it does affect relationships because if you're not, you know, Cause feeling someone, great about yeah. yourself, you can feel that and see that and it affects things. So he like always asked me to write down 10 things that I feel great about. Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) And it's not always easy because I don't always do my positive affirmations, but I try. Well, and people like we are the worst at being positive. Like an example that doesn't really have to do with anything to do with like self-motivation or confidence like when we were training our dog, our dog trainer had to like force us to think of three good things that came out of our training the previous week because everybody focuses on, well, the dog did this and the dog did that, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's just like, it's not just like with ourselves, but it's kind of, we are very negative. And it, I, it's weird because it seems like it's just easier to be negative than to be positive. Oh, it 100% is. Like, I just, you know, it's there's something cathartic about bitching about stuff. Oh, yeah. But also, I always want to be a positive person, and I have to actively tell myself, like, you need to be more positive because it would make you feel better, and it makes mm-hmm. the people around you feel better. And, you know, there are certain situations where you need to bitch and complain and get stuff out, but then yeah. there's situations where it's like, does this really matter? Can I let this roll off my back? And I'm here to tell you, I'm not perfect at perfect at mm-hmm. this, and I struggle with it on the daily. But I mean, it's something that is always in the back of my mind. Yeah, I think that. I think it's something that is always there. Like you know, I probably think a couple times a day about something that I wish was different about myself, and mm-hmm. that it. But it's like, what can I do? Kind of going back to what you were talking about. Um, with like working out and thinking about the accomplishments, something that I've been trying to do with working out because um, I've noticed that like when I work out, I don't really lose weight or anything. I lose like the most effective time I ever lost weight was when I like literally ate lettuce and nothing else. And I was like, fuck that. Like my (laughs) life was just a hollow mess for like three months because I was like determined to like, lose weight and just eat salads for lunch and it's like you know what I may be like 15 or 20 pounds heavier now but I am so much more happy and like energized and yeah you feel like you can enjoy life a little bit yeah and so the thing that I've been trying to think of with exercise is I want to make my body stronger and not really that I'm losing anything and that's been really helpful so like my husband and I, we've, yeah, 
like reimagining why am I doing this? It's not because I want to lose weight. I don't want to lose anything. It's because I want to gain strength and like endurance and confidence. And a part of that is like health reasons like you were talking about. But it's also, you know, like I enjoy exercising. And when the motivation is for something like positive and not so much like, like I want to change myself, it's just for, because I hate myself, it's I want to change myself to make myself stronger and a little bit more healthier. I think that that's more motivational. And I think it's been very successful. Like we've been running like two or three times a week, which isn't a whole lot, but you know, uh, that's ex- two or three more times than I have. Yeah. So well, that's awesome. it, it's a, that's exactly it. And we just started like a couple of weeks ago. So we were literally doing nothing and just doing that. It's like, yeah, this is an easy goal. We've been starting off slow and, you know, we've been running further and further every time. And it's just like, cool. I like this. It's like low pressure. We're just doing it because we want to do it. We're not running for a marathon. We're not running for anything but ourselves. We're not going on any kind of regimen. We're not trying to reach like a weight goal. It's literally just to run to get better at running. Right. And it's just been like revolutionary, I feel like, in in our exercise. And yeah, it's like the benefits are great for me because like it lets me sleep. It lets me get restlessness out. Like I'm less irritable and angry because I get that energy out and <laughs> yeah endorphins exercise gives you endorphins yes. endorphins exactly. make you happy and happy people just don't kill their husbands <laughs> <laughs> oh no. my god but for real like I I totally agree and you know I have a brother who is super type a super workout mm-hmm. everyday diet like he is very into it and that's what he enjoys and that is great for him and I appreciate how he doesn't put that on me (laughs) yeah see that's wonderful when people are like hey this works for me it might work for you but if not whatever right and it's really helpful that my dad is like encouraging because you know he he gets where I'm at in life and Mm -hmm he gets my struggles and he's been there my whole life to see why I struggle. And I mean, I just want to say for those people that are listening that like, it is okay to, you know, just be aware that you struggle with certain things. And I just hope that you find a resource somehow, like whether it's friends talking to people, getting counseling, like it is okay to address those feelings and those problems. Because if I didn't, honestly, it would not be good. Like I need an outlet. I think, yeah, I think the hardest part is like holding it within yourself and like projecting like something I'll do is, like, I'm feeling this way about myself, so everyone else must feel this way about me. And so, like, just kind of, com- like, talking to people, confiding in them, and, like, hearing their perspectives, I think, is helpful. And it doesn't leave you in, like, a lonely bubble of thinking everyone I'm, hate like, yeah. thinks you're gross or... <laughs> no, it's totally cliche, but you you really are your own worst critic and mm-hmm. something that I always have to keep in mind because I really do struggle with, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to get up each day and go out in public. Like it truly is a struggle for me sometimes to even go to work because I'm like, people are going to look at me. People yeah. are going to judge me. And it's like, 
okay, Christina, first of all, not everybody gives a fuck about you. Like, yeah. <laughs> not everybody's looking at you. Not everybody's judging you. And the people who are judging you, like, do they really matter? Are they important to you? Does their opinion matter to you? Exactly. Because I have struggled with people judging me, but mostly I've realized that sometimes I put and project my opinion of myself and onto other people. Like they, I think that they think I'm this hideous monster because I feel that way about myself sometimes. And then you realize like, yeah, they probably don't. And you're being a drama queen. Like relax. Like they, I mean, worst case scenario, they are thinking those things, but most likely they're just like (laughs) looking at you. (laughs) Or they're probably worried about their own shit. (laughs) Yeah. They're probably like, oh, she's looking at me. What's wrong? Is there something on my face? I mean, social anxiety is super real. I mean, I experience it all the time. Like I have grown though. And something, a success that I realize and feel is that um as a young person like I always wore layers and I wore lots of coats even when it was like super hot outside because it made me feel safe Mm -hmm. and that has a lot to do with like trauma I experienced as a kid and you know just being insecure about my body like if I wore like a tank top and then a shirt and then a hoodie (laughs) like that made me feel safe And so, like, when I met Paul, um, that's when the shift in my mind started. Like, I could kind of feel more secure and safe because he helped me to realize, like, that doesn't matter. And I don't need that security blanket. And that's something that my parents always tried to get me to see. But for some reason, like, with Paul, it just clicked. Yeah. Like, I don't need that sweater when it's 94 degrees. And, like, I think it's, you know... Parents are funny because you're like, that is nice. But are you just saying this because you're my parent? <laughs> no, for <laughs> or, real. Like, that's what you're supposed to say. Is that why you're saying it? What is going on? And but I, I think most you, of the like, time they're that, honest. No, for real. I told that to my parents all the time. Like, oh, Christina, you look great. Or, oh, you did great on this project. Or, wow, that's really smart. And you're really smart. And you're like, you can't say that because you're my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. You love me unconditionally. <laughs> but my parents always reminded me that, like, I don't gotta say that stuff to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> no, we are being honest. We why what we would not bother otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's amazing. No, yeah. but I think you know it's just a journey, and I think it's different for every person. I think it's different for every every gender identity. I'm sure it's different for men than it is for a woman yeah and i'm sure like what we mentioned earlier people of different races probably experience it differently especially Mm -hmm. depending on where you live so i've noticed that like i've become more and more introverted because i work from home but like every time i go out into the world and talk to people i'm like wow you're all really nice you know like Talking to people in person, I think, has helped me realize that, like, yeah, I think, like, the majority of people are genuinely pretty good. Like, pretty good and nice. Right. And I don't know if it's just, like, loud voices on the internet that make you think the world is ugly and hateful. Very possibly. I'm hoping it's a a loud 
loud minority of people that way. But, you know, it's just reminded me that, like, yeah, I think most people are decent, they're nice, and they're supportive of you. And, again, if they're not, welcome. Bye. Yeah. No, I really, I don't know. Can we just bake a cake and put a lot of rainbows in it? We can all eat it and be happy. Yeah. Don't even go here. Is there, like, any media that you have been really excited about that has been, like, kind of more forward-thinking in terms of, like, different body types and, like, self-confidence? Well, um, several. I think I've totally seen a shift in the ideology when it comes to accepting people. And this is just in my lifetime, for example, in my experience, it's always been a struggle to be a bigger person Mm -hmm. and, you know, being picked on. And I just feel like there's more representation and there's more men and women who are heavier set in the media that are seen as successful and smart and beautiful and you know people want to be with them but they're not just the butt of jokes and the silly fat person like I think that's great I've seen a shift in you know women being portrayed as strong and smart and successful like that is something to strive for Mm -hmm. and it's okay to be smart and successful and beautiful and none of those things are mutually exclusive yes which is pretty cool and I've seen it with toys for little kids that it's okay to play with dolls if you're a boy and Mm -hmm. if you're a girl it doesn't mean you have to like certain things and what really excited me is I think that the boy scouts are gonna open like it up to girls to join the Boy Scouts? Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, well, okay, Girl Scouts need to do that too. Because the <laughs> the thing that's always been interesting about our culture is that, you know, like, tomboys are acceptable. And, like, if you like boy things, that's fine. Like, into more feminine things? Yeah, like, if you're into more feminine things and, like, you were, if you're, like, biosex male and you're into feminine things, it's seen as, like, bad. Right. And I totally agree. I think maybe... And I was, like, struggling with this a little bit just because, like, I think it's the sentiment is really great. But it's, like, um, you know, how do we make something more inclusive? But also it's okay to be a – identify as a boy or male and, like, quote-unquote male things. But it's okay to also be a boy or male and, like, quote-unquote feminine things. Exactly. <laughs> same as a young girl. It's okay to – identify as a you know a girl and like quote male type thing so it's like how do we have that representation and inclusivity yeah because I think the thing that bothers me the most is just like that whole thing that like being a girl is lesser than and it's like fuck off all of you all of you or like t-shirts that say like oh I'm bad at math and it's like a girl t-shirt and it's like what? Oh, like f yourself. <laughs> no, for real. Seen that? Mm-hmm. I have. I cannot believe. Don't go on the interwebs. I hate it. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate right. it. It's just like. 
<sighs> That's why I'm so happy about Amy Make Poehler Smart Girls. <laughs> yes. Because it's just like, it's highlighting women doing badass things that we've done forever, and it's, I don't know. That's a whole other bag of issues we can talk right. about. <laughs> and I yes. always try to, like, praise, like, my little niece, who's such a little love and a darling, that, you know, she's super smart. Like, yes. I always want to tell her that she is smart. But she's also very cute, and I tell her she's cute, too, but I say mm -hmm. she's smart more often than she is all smarty pants. Yes. I, it's funny that you say that because I do the exact same thing with patience. And when Moana came out, I was like, have you seen Moana? Because she is really cool. She's super strong and she's the heroine. And so I was just really excited about that movie because it's like, it's just perfect. You know, it speaks to me. <laughs> it speaks to me. On a spiritual level. <laughs> yes, absolutely love it. Because I was like. You know, she was really, really, my niece was really, really into Frozen, which is great. It's a fun movie, all that kind of weird that they're, like, obsessed with getting married within, like, five seconds. But, you know, and then Moana came out, and I was like, oh, breath of fresh air. Please watch this and love it and get rid of the other ones. <laughs> right. But, no, anyways, I, that's I like just, a, sorry. We have so many topics we could just discuss. Yes. But I feel like, um, you know, that brings up, like, a good point talking about our younger nieces. Because I have a niece who's 15, and it's just, like, I want to make sure that she knows that she's smart and she's worthy. And, mm -hmm. you know, I know it's hard to be a teenager. And I just try and, like, make sure that she knows, like, it's okay to have hard times. It's okay to have, you know, a down day. But, like... Let's build up your self-esteem because you're worthy and, like, you only accept the love that you think you deserve. And if you don't think you deserve good love, you sometimes accept really shitty people into your life. Yeah. And I just want the best for her. Especially being a teenager and, like, that age. That is, like, yes. the worst age to be because kids can be so mean. And I don't even... So I don't even... And vulnerable. Yeah. And I don't even want to know what kids are going through now with, like, social media. Because we had, like, MySpace. And then yeah, it was I think, barely a thing. Yeah, and then, like, Facebook, my, I think, senior year is when I got Facebook. And, yeah. And yeah, when I graduated high school. <laughs> and talking about STEM actually reminds me, like, I don't know why. I always, like, forget about this one experience I had that was, like, it was just... Where it did make you wonder, like, am I stupid because I'm a girl? So I was in a computer class, and it was just, like, a basic IT class where you would, like, build a computer and learn all the basics about hardware and stuff. And I was in the class for, like, six weeks, two months, and I was partnered with this guy who I had known from elementary school, and I thought he was, like, a really nice guy. And... Which I would no. <laughs> yeah, ooh, little did I know. And uh, so I was the only girl in the class. And so we were partnered up to, like, build a computer and stuff. And literally every day he would call me a whore. <gasps> what? Yeah. And, like, weird, like, weird things. Like, what the we hell? would be back from the weekend. And he's like, so what'd you do this weekend? Work on the corner? And I'm like what is your deal? Like, you don't even know who I am. 
obviously. Um, I'm a nerdy little girl with bad acne. I don't know if anyone would want me to work a corner, <laughs> sir. So, uh, and, like, just things like that. And then, like, constantly questioning, like, everything I did. Like, are you sure? Uh, really? Is that, are you positive? And just things like that. And it's, and so eventually I just, like, quit the class. I just dropped out because I was like, this guy keeps, like, literally every day, he'd be like, so what are you going to do now? Go work the corner? And, like, stupid, weird things like that. And, and looking back, I'm like, I wish I would have, like, first of all, talked to the teacher about it. Because I just, like, dropped out of the class. I was just like, okay, this is not for me. Everyone thinks I'm an idiot and they don't think I can do this. So I guess I'm just going to quit. And it's like, I wish back then I would have had the self-confidence to be like, okay, fuck off, dude. What is your fucking problem? Like, I would never let um, anyone speak to me that way now. And uh, it's just like, just think about like where I could be now if I had stuck in that program, like that STEM program. I could have had a very different life. You know what I mean? I, mean, I, I like my life and I like the career track I chose, but it's like if I had, I was interested in technology and computers, but instead of pursuing that, I got a bunch of fucking assholes calling me a whore. So I changed the direction of where I wanted to go. And yeah, so all you girls out there, if you're being called a whore in your computer class, tell those assholes to fuck off and then <laughs> give me their email and I will write a hate letter real good. <laughs> yeah, I will call their parents. That's messed up. Yeah, it, just like thinking back, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Like, I can't believe I didn't say anything to the teacher and like... I just can't believe... I'm sure, like, we're in class, and he probably said something stupid like that. I'm like, oh, what did you... Did you work the corner? Like, you know what I mean? Instead of just being like, dude, that's inappropriate. But at the same time, it's like, you're not responsible for that. Like, you should never... Nobody should ever make you feel like you can't be in a certain space. That's... That is very true. Thanks, Christina. Like, like it's not your fault that he was such a douchebag. Yeah. Like, Ugh. Ew. Hate. And what? How old were you? <laughs> I was like a sophomore or a junior. That is. I think I was a sophomore. So I was probably like 15, served. 16. Yeah. It was. Well, young man, if you're listening, <laughs> you can fuck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> a whole bag of them. <laughs> Sorry, I snorted. Like, so bad. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's so stupid i hate it when people feel like make you feel uncomfortable and make you feel like you don't belong and that you don't have the right to exist in the same space yeah that has affected my life as well like i something that i regret like that i think about all the time i was really into volleyball and i was heavier set, but I was still very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because well, you're tall and you you know you got those muscles. And... Muscles, and I just love the game. I love playing. Like I was obsessed. I still love volleyball. Too well, in college, I remember you crushing me on the Panzer Court <laughs> multiple times. Yes, you're probably like, so bored. Like God, no, Sarah. I love it. I love it. No, but I I remember auditioning or auditioning. Excuse me. 
I get to play. Trying out for the volleyball team when I was a freshman in high school. And there was two cuts because the freshman teams were just so big. And I remember there was a group of girls because in middle school, you made the A team or you made the B team. Mm -hmm. And it was like I always made the there were several B teams and they went down like (laughs) the closer you were to A, like the better the The better ranking it was. And we were, like, the first B team each year I played. And so you were, like, that close to making A, but you just weren't good enough. Yeah. So, I mean, I always played in B teams in middle school, but I still had fun. You know, I still think we kicked ass. Um, And then freshman year came, and it was really hard because it was, like, we had to run, like, I think a mile or two every morning. (laughs) And then we had to train, and then we'd go home, and then we'd come back and train again. Oh, my gosh. So double. Oh, double my practices. I couldn't even sit down. But anyhow, um, you know, there was a bunch of girls that were saying, like, you know, they already have the teams picked out, and you're not going to be on the team because, you know, we play club volleyball, which is another thing because I didn't have money to play club volleyball. And they were just saying, like, you're not good enough. And so I made the first cut, and then I quit before the second cut. Came. No. Yeah, because I was so, like, I'm never going to make it. These people hate me, and, like, they're, I, like, had such low self-esteem, and I allowed those people to talk me out of it. And I ended up actually making the cut, but because I quit, I couldn't play. So I really regret that, and I think about it all the time, but it's like, while I shouldn't have let them affect me, but they got into my goddamn head, and I feel so shitty that, you know, they just made me feel like I didn't deserve it, that I wasn't good enough, and that, you know, because I didn't have the money and wasn't on a team in middle school, that I just didn't deserve or um, didn't have the skills to be where... I was, and turns out I fucking did. <laughs> yeah, and that just goes to show, like like you said, it's like you feel regret because, you know, you had a decision in it, but also, uh, people, your words have consequences, and if you're an asshole, that might affect the course of action someone takes. So no, for real. Like, that, yeah, it's just, like, really shitty that, like, people were... Like, you had doubts, and then they were basically like, yeah, we're going to just reinforce those for you. All the insecurities you're feeling right now, we're just going to... We're going to validate those. Those are real. (laughs) Like, don't. Don't. Be supportive of each other. Be supportive and nice. Okay? I mean, we can only give so much advice because, you know, we're imperfect humans, and we try to be nice, but we're not always going to be nice. But we're just going to tell you to try to be nice. (laughs) Yeah. And nice people are nice. Yes, exactly. No, but for real, like, I mean, I just think about, and something that always grounds me is, like, I think about all the stuff that's going on in the world, and, like, even though there's all these terrible things going on in the world, I still have a lot of privilege. I still have a lot of great things going in my life. And, like, do I need to waste my energy and my time on this thing? Because it's already enough of a struggle to have anxiety and depression 
where your body is just telling you to be depressed and yeah, be no, in- lie in bed a couple yeah. hours. Yeah, sleep for fourteen hours. It'll yeah. make you feel better. <laughs> It'll be good. No, like it's already hard enough with that. It's like you don't need to add to it, and you don't need to buy into all the bullshit surrounding you. And mm-hmm. it's like okay to be your own person and just be kind. And let some shit roll off your back because there's always going to be terrible people, but there's always going to be great people. Yes. There's going to, you're always going to have people around you who are rooting for you. And, you know, it may seem, you may seem like, or feel like, but I don't deserve this. Just, you know what? They're there of their own volition and their own choice. So just soak it up and then be supportive and reciprocative. Is that a word? Reciprocative. What? I can't even say that. I don't even know where that came from. But, yeah, reciprocate (laughs) that support. Yes. That's what I was trying to say. I'm picking up what you're dropping down. Yes. Um, But real quick, before we wrap up, I want to know, because, like, we were talking about at the beginning of the show, like, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I hate the most is feeling, like, the envy and jealousy towards people when you like perceive them as like more successful or more beautiful or whatever. Do mm-hmm. you have a coping mechanism for that? Cause that is something that I want to get better at. Cause I feel like that's probably one of the biggest things that um, makes me self-conscious and I yeah. just don't like it. It's an icky feeling. You know, okay. There's several layers to that question. And I, I do struggle with that as well, but I think it's a normal human emotion. Right. We're humans. Sometimes we're going to get caught up in that. But if you, one, recognize it, I think that's obviously the first step to anything is recognizing that you feel that way, which you obviously have done that. And then I always try to, like, bring myself down to earth again. Because something that I've noticed that really bothers me about social media, because it makes me it makes it easier for me to compare myself because people are posting like oh I got my new job this is my new car my new house you're only seeing one side of things you're only seeing what they're posting you're not seeing maybe they had help buying that car maybe (laughs) maybe they had help getting that house maybe you know what I sometimes get caught up in is, like, I work so fucking hard. Why can't I have a house like that? Why can't I do this? People have certain advantages in life that you don't have. Yeah. Like, that is something I've always struggled with in my life because I grew up poor. You know, you know, the working poor where your parents worked and, you know, you didn't always have everything that you necessarily wanted, but you had everything you needed, but sometimes it was hard to make ends meet. And you're in that, just in that, stuck in that working poor where you're just like, I make too much money to get aid, but I'm not making enough to, you know, have health care. Right. And so I always remind myself that everybody in life has different advantages and disadvantages. So I try to remind myself of that because there's people in my life who do have a new car and do have a new home and have all (laughs) decorations in their house. And I'm like, yeah, but I feel like you're talking about me, Christina. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have they don't have um, (laughs) they don't have 
you know, their own phone bill that they have to pay. They don't yeah. have, you know, their parents are helping them out when I am not getting help from their my right. parents. Like they've inherited something as, as they pretend to be. Yeah. And sometimes and, uh, people just have certain things in life that you just aren't going to get. And life is fucking tough. <laughs> yeah. And I think I like going back to the social media of like not knowing the whole story. It reminds me of like, you know, it's like an iceberg kind of thing. You're just seeing the best part. You're not seeing the dangerous part that's going to sink the fucking ship, you know? Like... I don't know. Like And like yeah. the other part of that is like some people have certain disadvantages and advantages and some people are fucking in debt up to their goddamn eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if they have the perception of like everything's going great, but maybe yeah, underneath it all, yeah, we're three hundred thousand dollars in debt now. So, so I think like what helps me is like I remind myself that I'm not seeing the whole story. Secondly, I remind myself that I'm doing okay. I've yeah. got a, I've got a home. I've got a job. I'm taking care of myself the best I can. I could always do better at any of those things, but I've got what I need. And you know, so it's really morbid to think about, but something that also helps me. Yeah, it's like in a monetary or you know, tangible way. When I die, I'm not going to be able to take any of this shit with me. Yeah. I think so, I think that is a really big part. I think, like, striving towards happiness and, like, being good to each other and, like, celebrating each other is what is helpful for me. And, yeah, I like I like the fact that you try to think of it in a, com- in a complex way of, like you said, we're not seeing the whole story and, like, yeah... They have, you know, more, like, their life is probably different because they've inherited advantages from their parents, and they've had societal things helping prop them up, and that's the way they're so comfortable. And then I also like that, you know, you put your life into perspective, and you know what? Like, it's not so bad. Like, my life is pretty good. And I think thinking of successes as successes is helpful. Like, that sounds stupid, but... You know, you're always thinking of, like, well, what does a successful person look like? And I think that's just very individual. You're right. It's very subjective. It's different for every person. Yeah. And that's something that also helps me is because, um, you know, sometimes, like, you know, Adrian, she's, like, one of our best friends. And she is so fucking smart Mm -hmm. and goes on these awesome trips because she is so smart And she's doing a lot for her, like, culture. And she's doing a lot for, you know, um, people in her community and just being an educator. And she's so beautiful. And it's, like, she's so smart and so beautiful. And, like, I'm over here looking like a potato. And, like, like, you are just killing it at life. So, like, I sometimes just, like, I'm, like, you know, Christina, she is doing great. And you need to celebrate that because she is great. Yeah. Just because she's great doesn't mean you're not doing okay, you know? Yes, exactly. Just because someone's doing well doesn't mean you are also successful. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think that goes back to that whole, like, competing thing for women is it's like, um, you know, we're we're fighting and competing for attention as opposed to, like, supporting and propping each other up. And I think that's just 
kind of part of that weird jealousy thing. You know, it can even happen with friends. Like, you know, I, mm-hmm. I feel the same way about you a lot of the mm-hmm. time. Because it's like, you know, it's like I don't wish ill upon anybody by no means whatsoever. But it's like I use your success as like, why am I not successful in that way? Well, Christine, it's because you don't have talent in media art. <laughs> but the thing I always tell everyone is like especially with the arts it's like you just have to practice like you know I the reason I got into this stuff is because when I was like five my sister drew a horse on a blackboard it was probably the shittiest horse we've ever seen (laughs) but in terms of like a four-year-old looking at that I was like this is a masterpiece I must be better than you Marilyn and then I practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and did that all through my life growing up and then you know, switching mediums, I had to practice, practice, practice. So it's like, it's something that anybody can do and anyone and can that's learn. Something like you, you bring up such a good point. It's like that person worked, likely worked their ass off to mm-hmm. in that way. And like, you know, that obviously changes with certain disadvantages and advantages or yes. entities. But, you know, a lot of the times there's a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of skill Yep. That has been built. So it's, you know, you just got to bring yourself down to earth. But I struggle with that all the time. You know, I probably will continue to struggle with it because we're human. Yes. I think, I mean, it's definitely something that's going to keep evolving. And, like, something that we haven't had to deal with quite yet is, you know, transitioning from zits to wrinkles and all that fun (laughs) stuff. So I'm sure, or simultaneously, I mean, at this rate, you know. Like, (laughs) I've already found gray hairs. Oh, don't even get me started. Like, 22. Oh, good, because I started getting mine when I was 21, and they've just been getting progressively, like, it's nice because I can part my hair at a certain angle and you it hides it all. <laughs> right. But if I if I part my hair down the middle, it's like grays all downtown. Like, no, for I thought they were blonde. I was like, oh, oh, some blonde hairs. Nope. Dim's <laughs> white hairs. <laughs> Those are some rogue highlights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, to wrap this up, I just want to tell Christina all of the things that I love about you. I love that you are super smart. You are so supportive. Like, I remember when we first were getting to know each other as RAs, you, like, I was jealous of your sense of humor because I was like, damn it, she's funnier than me. Shit. <laughs> but also, I knew that we were rela- relatable because, like, I remember people were like, they were like, laughing and like I was hardcore laughing so I knew that we got each other and like but I remember yeah one of the first experiences I had with you as an RA and we were just getting to know each other is like my boyfriend at the time had just broken up with me and you were like there listening to me being so supportive like you've always been such a great friend yes and so stop it you and I feel like we've grown up together in a way but I mean, yeah, I gotta shed some love down upon you as well. So oh, get shit. ready for it. Uh, no. I also remember what you didn't know what was happening in my mind at that time is like humor is my coping mechanism. So I try to make people laugh because it makes me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, okay, that girl seems real nice and real funny, and she's laughing at my jokes. 
And I'm going to stick by her because I'm yes. so fucking nervous. Yes. And you were so nice to me. And then, you know, you opened up to me and I was like, this is a safe zone. Nice. <laughs> and then Good. we responded. Oh, my heart is so happy right now. The Grinch grew three <laughs> sizes that day. <laughs> Sound like Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> It's hot. Nope, I'm not going to do it. It's not going to happen. Do it again. Do it again. But see, that's my coping mechanism because I don't know how to feel love is I have to make fun of the situation. So Me too. <laughs> yeah. But well, you, yes. Can you hear my dog? Oh, puppers. I think he's telling me that we should wrap this episode up. So. Right. <laughs> do you want me to wrap it up? Yeah, go for it. I love you. Okay. Well, I love you too, Christina. <laughs> First of all. And we love you all. We appreciate you listening. And we would love to hear from you. We have an email. If you guys have questions, you can email us questions at this is gonna be weird, so I'll say it twice. Nice people are number one at gmail.com. And so that is nice people are the word number and then the number one. <laughs> At gmail.com. I don't know why. I don't know if nice people are nice at gmail.com was taken. It was. <laughs> okay. So that's the reason why that's a weird email. But so, yes. But uh, it'll you guys, be on our website. Yes. We And also, we have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. We have a Facebook. So you can keep up to date with those. Us. I can't talk. You can keep up to date <laughs> with us on those get my wording right but thank you so much for joining us and i will let christina do the rest yeah like thanks so much for listening everybody and uh, you know we did talk about some deep things all the feelings if you have any feelings you want to share any comments please talk to us we'd love to talk to you again we have an email a website a twitter an instagram is that it that's the Facebook. Everything. The Facebook. <laughs> but yeah, we'd love to talk to you. So yes, your engagement. Nice. Oh boy! <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Bye. Bye.